you hear his voice. Do not harden your hearts as when they provoke me, as in the day of trial in the wilderness, where your fathers tried me by testing me and saw my works for forty years. Therefore I was angry with this generation and said, They always go astray in their heart. They did not know my ways. As I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Then the next piece, Hebrews 3, 12 to 15. Take care, brother, that there not be in any one of you an evil, unbelieving heart that falls away from the living God. Mm. Be encouraged, one, but encourage one another day after day as long as it is called today, so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ, if we hold fast to the beginning of our assurance, uh, hold fast the beginning of our assurance firm until the end. While as it, it said, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as when they provoked me. So here he's again calling them brethren. He's identifying them as fellow believers in my opinion. Um, but, he, but here's the thing that's critical about this, this, uh, these verses is evil, unbelieving hearts fall. And he starts off with, when you hear his voice, so he's assuming and he knows that Holy Spirit, God's doing his part to help these people prevail over sin. He's speaking to them and they are hardening their own hearts. It's a process they're doing by disobedience. And disobedience, disobedience leads to hardness of heart. Hardness of heart leads to dullness of hearing, which he's accusing them of. That they are not being per obedient. They're not walking in a faithful obedience. And they're hardening their own hearts. Will fall a time after time of deliberate willful disobedience hardens the heart to the point where you're falling away. This is the end point he's talking about in chapter 6. Falling away that's only used one time. This part, this word that's used here for fall, that they fall, fall is not fallen away. It's a different word. So, in the same thing here, um, uh, hardness of heart is brought on by deceitfulness of sin. Partakers of Christ, if we hold fast. So the deceitfulness of sin, and he's calling it sin, and there's a deceit there. Sin is deceitful. So when we turn our back on the Lord and Maybe we do that thing again intentionally. Not that we've never been guilty of that. He's not even talking about that because a person is like, oh, they come back, they persevere, they know it was wrong. They're, convinced, they're convicted by the Holy Spirit. And we have 1 John 1, 9 that says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. He's faithful to us if we confess our sin and, and he's just because Jesus has already paid for it. And so we're restored to that place. So he's not even talking about a willful sin. He's talking about hardening your hearts where you res refuse to listen to the Holy Spirit. So, in, so, so then, go ahead. falls away in Hebrews 3, 12 through 15. Uh, take care that, uh, that there not be anywhere of you uh, an evil, unbelieving heart that falls away from the living God. That's not the same falls away. It's not the same fall away. It's a different word there. It, in the way it's translated, it looks like it's the same thing. It's close, because, but what it is, what I believe, uh, is 
um, if you look here, he, he, he repeats in, in chapter 3, chapter 3.15 and in Hebrews 4.7. It's it's, it strums on this. Do not harden your hearts. Right? Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. This preceded chapter 6. And I think, he's talk, I think the process is you harden, you disobey intentionally or you disobey unintentionally. But if you continue on that path, you continue on a path of hardening your own heart. You're hardening your heart. We know from, I don't have the verses, but in, in when it says that God hardened the heart of Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. So God can harden the heart, and we harden our own hearts when we turn. So there's two ways for hardening of hearts. I'm not going into that. But we know God can harden the heart of a person, right? But this is talking about our choice hardens our own heart and we move away from the things of God and and the interesting thing here I think is he says when you hear the today if you hear his voice do not harden your heart this is the this is talking to believers I believe who hear the voice who hear the Holy Spirit and he and we we have that gentle nudge we know this ourselves when we're tempted to sin that we, we sense the Spirit, and sometimes we, in our disobedience, we move past it and disobey the Lord. I'm guilty of that. But not stay there. It's like, okay, I did that again, or I didn't do that again, whatever it is. And we come back to the Lord. This is the persevering of our faith. We're coming back to the Lord Jesus, and we're confessing our sin, and we get up again. It's part of the growth process, actually, I think. Okay, um, Dan, I, did I go by your question, Dan? Seems no, like I didn't can, answer it. I, I want to make sure I got it right. Yeah. Yeah. So, what I, um, my summary um, is not listening to the Holy Spirit results in hearts becoming hardened. Going astray in their heart this is what he, the words he used, not knowing God's ways. So we begin to not know God's ways. You know when he said in the beginning, you're dull of hearing, you're not practiced in discerning good from evil. So things become fuzzy, and, we, and our heart gets hardened again when we don't listen to the Holy Spirit and repent of our sin. When we don't confess and come back to him, we go to the next thing, we harden our heart. We're, we're on a path of hardening our hearts time after time when we willfully disobey. Let's go back up now and go to the first warning that I skipped over. Hebrews chapter 10. Are you with me? It's under point F. Hebrews chapter 10, it's verses 21 to 27. And since we, again, he's identifying with them, have a great high priest over the house of God. Let us draw near with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. This is the whole thing that he, that he went through at the end of chapter 6 about promise to Abraham. We read it. I'm not spending much time on that. But he's, he gives this proof of how God cannot lie. He is faithful to his promise. If you do this, if you do your part, 
in listening to the Holy Spirit, which is God's provision to keep us walking in the path of righteousness, you will mature and you will receive the promises. That's what he's saying in Hebrews, I think. But, because um, he says uh, in, in uh, the rest, let me read that again, I, I interrupted it, sorry. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. For if we go on sinning willfully after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a terrifying expectation of judgment and the fury of a fire which will consume the, ad the adversaries. Okay. Yeah, Diane. Would it be out of line if I talked about what this would sound like to the, no. the, read no. the readers? No, 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 come on. Because this here, like, to the Jews, uh, I, I think they, they may have had, it's kind of unique. I, I don't know how to apply it to us today, but they had a belief that doing all of the law would get them into heaven. And then they received enlightenment as to Jesus being the path to heaven. So now he's saying, if you turn around and you go back to that, you are actually denying God himself, the God-man. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, there's no hope for you. And maybe they weren't even aware that they were doing that exactly. But I think mm -hmm. the fact that they weren't, you know, now we see Christianity, it's all about Jesus. <laughs> well, right, at least right. we do. Everybody in the world doesn't see it that way. But, mm -hmm. but they didn't have that. And so He's saying it's all about Jesus. Mm -hmm. If you if you turn back, you are actually denying. You're saying he lied. You're saying he's a lunatic. You're saying you have to believe something that he's really not who he said he was. Mm -hmm. And if you believe that, mm -hmm. there's no hope for you to be saved. There's only one way to get there, and it's through Jesus. Mm -hmm. So that's what I think he's saying. I think he's think this chapter ten here is the is maybe the harshest warning, and I think he's showing them the end point to and their he path. Goes, he's go yeah, ahead. He, he goes on right in that same warning on and on to say, you know, you're trampling underfoot the covenant, and um, he uses a lot of words to show that Jesus um, was the fulfillment of all the old laws, and so you. If you do away with Jesus, the rest of it isn't going to work for you. Yeah. I think what he's saying, I think we're seeing the end point to a path of hardening, intentional not listening to the Holy Spirit. And I think what he's trying to do with the Hebrew pe these Hebrew people, believers, is saying you are about to make a choice that will harden your heart. And you're about to make a choice that will progressively harden your heart in disobedience and you know now you're enlightened. Once you've been enlightened, you choose that path backward. There is, you know, there's no, you know, there's no salvation under Judaism for you. You've been enlightened. Your your path is with Jesus, and your path 
he's showing him here the end point of the way you're choosing is is a path opposite and it will lead you to actually unbelief because hardening of your heart leads to unbelief and they and and if they do that enough they will not even be able to repent and it's not like god says you can't come back he's saying your choices of of not listening to the holy spirit you fall but you don't come back you choose that way and you go that way and you willfully because he's talking about willful disobedience later here and he's saying you willfully choose that again and again and again and the end point is you will be unable to believe in the in Jesus as because you will have no faith your faith will be destroyed by your choices and you'll be left with the inability to repent the way you do when you're when the Holy Spirit convicts you. Why? Because the Holy Spirit's been convicting you time after time after time after time and you've refused it. And you now are in a state of disobedience with the inability to repent. And Judaism is now dead to you because you've once been enlightened and now you've trampled underfoot the very thing that is, you cannot please God without faith. You can't come to God in Jesus without having faith in what he did. And you've just progressively killed your own faith walk. That's what I think he's saying. Um, any more, anybody else have comments about that? That's a pretty, I don't know if that's. I think that's such a good explanation um, of what this passage is saying. And I'm thinking of that scripture you know, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, you know, because the process, there's this process of it, and like you said, we gotta, um, it's normal that we sin, we mess up, but we repent, and we come back, and that's, you know, I think that's the big difference, I think people can sometimes read this and go, oh no, (laughs) you know, I'm doomed, (laughs) because I, did this thing, you know? But it's that, I think that's the rub, you know, and that's the difference is that no, you can come back and repent and push delete, come back to Christ. But I think you're, I think what you're saying is just exactly what this passage is, is saying. And it's, it's a process. It's a process. So. And, a, and the other thing that's a process the process, I was raised under the, the belief that you can, you lose your salvation. I mean, when I was a kid, I went to these revival meetings and they would preach, you know, and basically I felt like, oh, I stole a crayon or I stole a pack of gum. And if I don't, if I don't confess that before Jesus returns, I'm going to hell. Well. Yeah, I, I, I believe that. It was the Armi- a, a kind of a strict Arminian view about how the will of man is the one that it's up to you, and you better you better make sure every sin of yours is confessed, or you're going to hell. And so this passage like this was just re- condemnation because I mean I realized uh, I can't I'm always messing up I'm always doing the wrong thing, disobeying my parents or whatever. So I came from that background, and then when I and then the Calvin the other so it's way 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 more of a process to abandon your faith you have to ref- you have to refuse to listen to the holy spirit yeah. as a life pattern yeah. 
as a life pattern. And eventually you reach the point where your heart is hardened to the point where repentance no longer becomes possible because that's responding to the Holy Spirit. So you, you don't refuse the Holy Spirit. And, and I think there's people who refuse for a long time and God yanks them back. I'm not discounting right. that. Right. And they persevere on from there. So there are all sorts of nuances here and examples we could use. But I think this passage is telling them, look, 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 people, you are on the continental divide. Mm -hmm. There's Judaism and there's following Jesus. Mm -hmm. and, and you're new at this, you're, you're dull of hearing, but I'm clarifying for you that this refusing to listen to the Holy Spirit is the first step on a path to falling away from Jesus. And if you follow that path over, over time, there will be no responding to the Holy Spirit and you will be unable to repent. And that's why he's saying once you're enlightened, it's impossible to be restored to faith because of the progressive hardening of the heart to the point where it extinguishes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably why that word's only used one time in Scripture. Yeah. Um, because it's a, it's a special case of a progressive hardening. But in chapter 10, where he's, he's talking about eventually it leads you, when you, do, when you do that first denial, you are you are doing this severe thing about denying the blood of Jesus. You're denying the very thing that you know now that you're enlightened is the only source of your salvation, is your faith. And you are destroying your own faith. And I think what he's doing is, he, by reviewing in, in chapter 11, 11, all the people of faith, he is showing them how these people had less promise these people had fewer, had less, uh, a less um, powerful covenant, mm -hmm. and yet they persisted, and God was faithful to them. Mm -hmm. So it's an argument from the lesser to the greater. How much more is God who has promised the inheritance of the, the new and better promises of the new covenant? Mm -hmm. And you're turning, you're turning that away, you're crucifying Christ all over again, and that you're, you're in a special category, right, basically. So let me, let me just summarize, because I think I've been a little bit scattered. Um, let me go down to, um, and under the summary, um, go on to the second paragraph, and I'll read the Believers are able to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Then he gives us a choice, to obey or not. Not obeying hardens our heart making us dull of hearing, the condition of the believers in chapter 6. The purpose of Hebrews is to, is to clarify the vast difference between the old covenant under Judaism and the new covenant under Christ, a distinction that may not have been obvious to weak and poorly taught believers like the Hebrews. So the author contrasts the old and new covenant and warns them that turning back to Judaism requires them to ignore and resist the Holy Spirit's voice, and that this willful disobedience hardens their hearts towards the things of God. And hardening of hearts leads to unbelief, and unbelief extinguishes faith and provokes God's wrath. The harsh warning in chapters 6 and 10 are the author's attempts to show them the final outcome of the path of repeated choices or falls to resist the voice of the Holy Spirit. 
the result of repeated and progressive hardening of their own hearts through willful disobedience first weakens, then undermines, and ultimately destroys their faith. And if they lose their faith in Christ, it makes it impossible for them to repent. Their rejection and eventual loss of faith in the blood of Jesus means they rejected the only means of their salvation once they've been enlightened. And there is no sacrifice for their sin because Judaism is no more is gone for them. And they're left in this condition. So comments and thoughts. Just uh, I know that's just impacted some people's thinking and maybe not for the better, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, anybody on Jitsi want to uh, comment, or how does this strike you? Or I, I, I didn't understand why he couldn't come back to repentance. So uh, this clear up for me. This is good because it's like they keep on and on and not rejecting the Holy Spirit. It's like they, if they will truly choose that and then do it again and again, that's why they cannot. Yeah, I think I think there's a good distinction that we need to 